Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. And joining me on the line right now is Jerry Lackey from Love Botswana. How are you, mate? Hey, Matt. Good today. Glad to be with you. It's great to hear you're uh, out in Australia at the moment. Tell us a bit of your story. Whereabouts were you born and raised? Well, I was born in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska in the mid Midwest. And then uh, my father was a builder. And so uh, in the uh, mid-50s, we moved to uh, the south of America. And we, I grew up in a place called Radcliffe, Kentucky, really close to the Fort Knox military base. And tell us a bit about your faith journey. Were you raised in a religious household? Yeah, interesting enough. I, I was raised in, a, in a, a, a family where we went to church. Uh, we belonged to like a congregational church. And uh, I, I definitely made a decision to serve God when I was uh, about eight years old. But it was a church where there wasn't a lot of teaching. There wasn't a lot. So it was the 70s. It was, you know, uh, as a teenager, we drifted way far from the church and uh, became kind of disengaged from it. So that led me on a journey for, you know, through my teen years and until my uh, probably my early 20s uh, before I had a a really radical encounter with God, which uh, has brought me to where I'm at today in, in, in full-time ministry. Well, I love hearing about radical encounters with God. Tell us what happened. Well, um, I have been working in uh, as, as a person in, uh, in the corporate world and had done really well. I had kind of, you know, achieved the American dream, drove the, new, drove the new sports car every couple of years, and had all the things, you know, that said we should be successful, but I just sensed I had a big emptiness in my life, and I was just a gap, and I couldn't fill it with things, and that led me to think about, uh, you know, what I could do, and, and I, I felt God, you know, speak to me about going to a Bible school or to seminary, so found myself in 1983 and 84 at Lakewood Church, so I went to Bible school there in 83 and 84, and one day in the classroom with about 90 other students, watched a film by Dr. T.L. Osborne called Black Gold. And I'd never really been out of, uh, out of the States before, hadn't traveled much, uh, pretty much lived in my own world. And, uh, but I watched these beautiful African people uh, in this, this documentary that uh, Dr. T.L. Osborne had made, bowing down you know, to gods of wood and stone and passing the children through the fire. And that's when I just had an incredible encounter with God. I just, you know, he, he touched my life. I just began to... Uh, you know, weep and cry and, and uh, being a guy, I was a bit embarrassed, you know, and <laughs> why am I feeling these emotions? And I felt God speak to me in that still small voice. He said, son, you're feeling my very heart for the nations of the world who've never heard of me. And uh, left the classroom, uh, and uh, that day, uh, Isaiah 6, 8 became a reality to me. I raised my hand and said, here I am, Lord, send me. Had no idea what I was in for or what God could do with a you know, a guy like me, but wasn't much long uh, after that. I met my uh, my wife, uh, Jana Baker Lackey, who was also there at the church, and 
and had a very similar uh, experience years earlier as the youth pastor of Christ for the Nations back in that day uh, with a guest speaker who came through from Swaziland. And so, you know, as it was, we needed time to meet each other. And, and uh, our story is uh, we got married in 1986, put our wedding gifts in storage and launched out to Africa with about $300 worth of support and a lot of faith in God. And uh, things have just, you know, been, you know, just excellent. Just the things God has done has been outstanding. And so that's a little bit about our journey. You're based in Botswana. Tell us a bit about what the climate is like there. What's the uh, spiritual climate of that nation like? Well, Botswana is a, a really a great little nation. It's uh, got a population of less than 2 million. Uh, it's considered the jewel in Africa crown for, you know, its democracy. We've never had any wars there. Um, we've got about 16 different Bantu languages there, but the official language is English and the national language is Setswana. Wonderful people, really privileged to work among them. Uh, I always say that I, I came to, to give, but I've, I've taken away more than I've ever been able to impart. Uh, so we've learned a lot from the beautiful African culture, but, you know, some of the challenges are, of course, you know, a lot of times, you know, we'll, we'll say that we're a Christian nation, but there's always the underlying, uh, for, for this particular place of animism, which uh, goes deep within the people's belief system. And so, um, you know, we started in the beginning of planting churches and and planted a, a Christian school, which has grown now over 25 years. Uh, to about 500 students, 100 bordering students. Uh, and then we've planted uh, a number of churches in rural remote villages where uh, prior to, say, 19, uh, probably 1989, uh, there really weren't any life-giving churches in those areas before. And so uh, through outreach and evangelism and contextualized uh, outreach, we managed to plant about 14 churches among the people groups there. And we're really proud of them. They're, they're standing on their own. They don't have missionaries. They're just standing on their own and growing and thriving. And so that's been really, really rewarding. What are some of the challenges that you have in ministry uh, in, in a nation like Botswana? Well, um, first of all, we have a, it, the blessing side of it is we have a lot of freedom to minister. We're not really restrained from ministering. I think in, in many developing nations, you know, as, as believers and missionaries would certainly, uh, would certainly agree with, is there's a, there's a lot of, uh, you know, demonic powers within countries that, uh, you know, really work against you, a lot of witchcraft, a lot of superstitious beliefs. Um, Botswana uh, is a beautiful country with a small population, but it has uh, one of the highest HIV infection rates in the world. Um, which has reduced the population in our area of Ngami land. We, we literally, the probably 75% of the population are youth because, uh, you know, all the, you know, the uh, other generation of adults have been, you know, wiped out. And so, you know, we've had to contextualize. We'd have to, uh, had to go after, be very purposeful about going after this next generation of leaders. And, uh, so those are some of the challenges that we've had. Uh, I think they're not so unique. Probably some of the same challenges we have, the same challenges pastors have here in Australia as well, too. You know, just you know, getting the gospel out and 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 actually packaging in a way that people get it, and uh, it always changes lives once we get it get it down inside their hearts. You know. 
Now, I know there's uh, lots of uh, many different Christian radio ministries all over the world. Tell us about, about your connection to uh, Christian radio in Botswana. Right. So through uh, Dr. Rolf Peterson uh, of uh, South Africa and Radio Pulpit, which is a very large Christian radio station in, in South Africa, um, we became partners. We, we had a strong desire to, uh, to start one of the first Christian radio stations in the nation, and we lobbied for a license. Uh, it's been almost 15 years ago. Uh, we were not successful. Uh, uh, at this point, there's only uh, three, four full power stations in the country, and they're uh, all basically the same format. Uh, there's no Christian programming currently in the country that's full-time. Uh, just some internet radio and uh, a few things like that. But what we did manage to do was, with partnership with UCB, is we, we created a, uh, a, a, a digital uh, publishing house and a, uh, a studio where we were able to begin to work uh, recording different uh, uh, Bible scriptures in, in uh, different languages throughout the, the uh, Okavango region. We were able to help youth uh, that had some talent, some young people come in, and uh, they had some, some giftings and record uh, some wonderful Christian music that was translated uh, into different languages as well, too. So we're currently using it, you know, as a production house, and uh, it's, it's, it's made a great impact. And we're still hanging on for uh, one day for to be granted a, a license where we do more Christian family programming that would help build a nation and build families. Well, it's so important that we uh, use every media possible, whether it be radio, internet, print, uh, social media. Uh, in this day and age, with so many opportunities uh, to reach out with the gospel, uh, media is such a great platform for us, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I always see it as just extending our pulpits. You know, we can, we can put a pulpit in a church and, you know, we can reach some people or we can, you know, we can extend our reach, you know, through radio, through TV, through print. Uh, as you said, social media, which is huge today, and uh, just just have a wider footprint. And uh, I certainly see that that is uh, a wonderful benefit of the time and the age that we live in. Now, you're out in Australia uh, preaching a message and uh, bringing a word to our nation. Well, what's God put on your heart for Australia? What's the message you're bringing? You know, I, I've, I've been privileged to be in a number of churches here throughout Australia. I just came in from Papua New Guinea and then came over to Australia and I think what God's really put on my heart is that this is a season for uh, men and women of God to, to step up, uh, to increase our faith in Him, our trust in Him, uh, to, to take our cities, take our uh, communities, and just reach out in, a, in a, a larger way in this day and time, and uh, just to, to really, you know, begin to mobilize people within our churches and... Uh, you know, just to believe Him for greater things. Uh, our story so epitomizes that because we basically went to uh, Botswana with nothing, $300 and a dream. And, and uh, what I know is if God can do what He did for us in the middle of the desert, God could do anything, you know, in, in cities and communities like Australia. And so that's a bit of our story. You know, what can God do with just, you know, a couple simple people who have a dream, uh, have faith in God, and have great desire in their life to see things happen. And uh, through that, over 30 years, uh, God has used us to birth one of the largest ministries in the nation now with over 200 full-time staff and about 30 major programs that are reaching out, not only in our district, but uh, now into the 
to the nation as well as into surrounding countries uh, such as Zambia, Zimbabwe, and Namibia, other countries as well like that. Now, with all the recent instability uh, in uh, our, country, our Western countries in particular, you know, there's been so much discussion about same-sex marriage, about what the Bible says, and so many Christians have been fearful and confused and worried uh, about uh, all the, the talk that's going on in the, in the secular media. Uh, for us as believers, we really need to stand firm on God's Word in this time. What would be your advice to believers about uh, how to have a strong foundation in God's Word? Yeah, I think that's the key. Uh, I think uh, many of our churches, we've grown, and, and uh, we've got great programs, and I think we always have to remember the, the key filter is that we, we've got we've to ground people in the things of God. We've, we've got to have that uh, uh, discipleship factor that gives people stability. So the many things that are coming on the world today, that people can make you know, decisions based on their faith and their belief system, and not on the pressures of the, uh, you know, the very liberal world today, which is, you know, uh, invading everywhere. It's not only in nations like uh, America and Australia, uh, but also even in Africa, you know, where we're dealing with some of the very same problems there. Well, it's been so good to be able to catch up with you, Jerry, and uh, I'd love to come and visit Botswana one day, so I'll put it on my bucket list. Uh, and uh, it's great to hear that uh, the Lord has been using you to reach that nation. And now, Papua New Guinea, now Australia, and you're, you're traveling the nations. It's uh, wonderful to be able to hear your testimony today. Jerry, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you, Matt. It's so great to be with you today. I'll take you up on that invitation. You come to Botswana Come see the 150,000 elephants in my backyard <laughs> and uh, come and see the great things God's done through a couple of real simple people. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials, and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor.